guys, welcome back to the Sports with Jake and Matt podcast. I am your host, Jake, alongside my co-host, Matt. Matt, how are you doing today? What's going on, guys? What's going on? What is? I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you, Jake? Uh, we're doing pretty good. So today, uh, two two things. One, it's gonna be a shorter episode because of uh Matt's limited health. Matt, Matt, you're not feeling too well, so. Nah, I'm not. I'm I'm a little under the weather, guys, but I'm getting better. So um, but I'm doing this for you guys. So. Yeah, he he doesn't have COVID yeah. either. Don't don't think that. No, no, no don't. Yeah, no, I don't have, have COVID. He doesn't have COVID, but he doesn't feel well, so we're only doing it a half hour. Um. Also, this is the first episode of season three of the Sports of Jake and Matt yeah. podcast. Uh, the seasons of our podcast have literally no meaning except it makes me happy that I organize them per ten episodes. So yes. Uh, Jake, it's, it's you have a little. Yeah, you have a pet peeve. You're weird. So it's it's not really like a big thing, but um. You know, I like to organize it. Uh, so today's the first episode of season three. So you are listening to season three, the third season of many more to come of the Sports with Jake and Matt podcast. All right. So the NBA All-Star teams were announced last night. And everyone, every year, has two or three snubs that should have obviously gone in. But they didn't. And everyone's mad. So, Matt, I'm going to hand it to you. Just like... Name me some snubs and why you think they should be in instead. So I looked up on Bleacher Report earlier, um, and they actually had like the full rosters and all that stuff. They actually had a couple snubs that they uh they listed here. Some, uh, so, uh, most of them I agree with. There's one that really stands out to me, and that's Mike Conley is here. Um, he has stepped up his game. Obviously, you're playing for the Utah Jazz, so. Um, that definitely gives you a boost in your game. Obviously, they're, they're, they're probably the best team in the league right now. Um, but other names to mention, they got uh, Demonis Sabonis, uh, obviously Trey Young, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Devin Booker is still listed here, although it was just reported that he will be replacing uh, Anthony Davis uh, because of his injury, obviously. Um, but the fact that he didn't even make it in the first place is kind of annoying to me. I think you'll agree there too, Jake. And they also have Tobias Harris, who's also stepped up his game a little bit. I think these are all accurate um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, very, very questionable um, with the Devin Booker call. I yeah, I feel like he should have made the reserves. I mean, if he's not making the starter team, he should be on the bench. Um, again, I don't know who you're. I don't know who you're replacing. Like I'm looking at these names here. There's a lot of talent here. Like, I don't know who you're replacing with, uh, like, even if Anthony Davis is healthy, like, I don't even know where Devin Booker goes, but he should still be there. I mean, I don't know, Jake, who do you think, like, where would he fit, even if he's... Yeah, so, um, for that part, like, Devin Booker, um, uh, definitely, uh, either Zion or Chris Paul, because Chris Paul, first, isn't even the best player on the Suns. That would be Devin Booker, so... yeah. Uh, as good as Chris Paul is, and I think that um, he is really deserving of an all-star spot, I think Devin Booker can easily get in over him. And why I'm also saying Zion is because this is this is the same excuse that people made for Booker You know, the last couple years. Booker's always snubbed from the all-star game, right? And the main yeah. reason is, is, like, oh, the Suns... All the Suns are terrible, and, you know, his, his playing doesn't contribute to winning basketball, right? But um, this time when he's actually winning and still putting up great numbers, he gets left out, 
But a guy like Zion, who is just putting up great numbers on a terrible team, just like Devin Booker has these last couple years, and he gets in now, uh, that's kind of confusing to me. So with all that being said, uh, I feel like everyone in the West uh, is deserving of an all-star spot, except for really Chris Paul and Zion, like I said before. And also you can make an argument for Davis, because even before Davis got hurt, he wasn't really playing too well either. So um, you can make an argument for that. Another person that uh, was potentially snubbed was uh, DeMar DeRozan. So uh, he's he's leading he's leading the Spurs to a really impressive record. The Spurs weren't a team that a lot of people thought were going to be great threats this year, but they came out. Uh, I think they're eighteen and eleven. I'm pretty sure if I'm right with that, uh, which is really good. Uh, you can attribute this to Greg Popovich all you want, but. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is the best player on that team, and he's balling out too. He's been playing a lot of four. He's been playing two through four the entire season. Uh, it's just proving his worth in the NBA. A lot of people said he was washed or doesn't fit anymore, but he's really proving that he did deserve to um, not only make the All-Star team, but I feel like it should have really not have been much of a doubt either. Yeah, um... Just to fact check, Jake, uh, for those of you that actually like pay attention and probably just yelled at him, uh, they're 16 and 11. That's still pretty good. I'm not saying that's not me correcting Jake because he's wrong. That's me just saying, hey, th- no, no hate out here. I should yeah, know because they, they just got a bunch of games, this, uh, bunch of games canceled because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I do agree. I think the Spurs obviously they haven't been the same team that they used to be. Obviously, back in 2014 when. Uh, Pop was still doing his thing. I think he's still doing a great job, um, and especially with the with the uprise. I wouldn't say the uprise, but I'd say the 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 rebound of Demar Derozan. But yeah, I think he he's definitely a big snub and a big sleeper that I feel like could have made it too. Um, if we're talking the actual reserves that were announced uh, yesterday, uh, for those of you who don't know. Um, Devin Booker was just announced for the West, so he's replacing Anthony Davis. Uh, also for the West is Paul George. Uh, they have Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard. Um, why can't I, re- why can't I read Donovan Mitchell? Chris Paul, that's a big one, and Zion. Um, and then for the East, it's Jalen Brown, James Harden, uh, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, who we'll get into a little bit later, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Vucevic. So the Boston, the Celtics are representing there, Jake, um, with Jalen Brown. I think Jalen, a lot of people are overlooking Jalen Brown. I, I, I know, like, I've actually, for those of you, I don't really watch. I'm not that big into basketball. I started to pay attention a little more because, I don't know, I'm, I'm not doing anything. Uh, but I, I've watched some Celtics games, obviously, when they're on, like, ESPN and all that stuff. Jalen Brown, he's been all around the, the game, but so has Jason Tatum. I think Jalen Brown's definitely improved in his game a little bit. Um, there's still, there still could – I bet there's a lot of arguments why he's there. Um, but I kind of like the call. I'm, I'm leaning towards I like it, Jake. What do you think? Well, in my opinion, it can go either way, right? Uh, the Boston Celtics are currently, I think, 15 and 16, which – not going to lie, it's not very good. 
Um, I'm sorry, Celtics fans. That's not very good, especially for Boston standards, right? Boston was uh, expected to be a top three seed in the East right now. I think they're the the, the sixth seed, pretty sure. So yeah, probably. Uh, to have two All Stars coming from that team, uh, it's kind of it's kind of a weird one. But you also cannot uh, discredit Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They're both playing really well. They're both putting up numbers, and there really isn't an argument to put someone else over them. Uh, besides uh, Trey Young and Devonta Sabonis, but here's the thing: uh, those two guys who didn't make the All Star game. First of all, why isn't Trey Young in the All Star game? He's literally averaging almost 30 a game. I get it that the Hawks aren't playing so well right now, but they're still a good team. They have the potential to beat other good teams, and I expect them to at least make the play-in tournament when it's all said and done. And with Devonta Sabonis, he's the first player in NBA history to average 20, 10, and 5 by the All-Star break and not be an All-Star. Um, and then you also have a guy like Nikola Vucevic in the All-Star game, which, don't get me wrong, he's a great player, but to put him in over uh, DeMontis Sabonis is something that I did not expect at all. Yeah, I think, I mean, those teams, both the Magic, I mean, the Magic are, they're always up and down. They're always in a weird uh, spiral. Um but yeah, I think, yeah, I do agree. I think even if the Hawks are not the best, even though there are a lot of high expectations with them, with the moves they made over the offseason, um, yeah, I think that if if that's the one, if if you were to ask me who to replace him with, I think it's Vucevic, because I would definitely put Trey Young in there. Also, I would like to point out that Ben Simmons made the All-Star game, which um, I say people are underrating Simmons right now, I saw someone say that they take like Devonte Graham over Ben Simmons, which I don't I don't know about that one, but um, I think Ben Simmons is being underrated right now. I think people just because he isn't averaging twenty points per game doesn't mean he's a great player. But when you're not averaging twenty points per game and there's a guy like Trey Young who's literally averaging thirty and not in the All Star game, it's a bit of a weird one. And I get it, Simmons can guard one through five, and he's uh, basically a defensive player of the year contender up to this point. But that would be the equivalent of putting like Draymond Green in the All Star game right now. But you know, slightly better Draymond Green. So yeah, I, 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 don't, um, I don't know how I feel about that because Ben Sam, don't actually. I would like you to fact check on me if you can. But I'm pretty sure ahead. Ben Simmons is only averaging like 12 to 15 points per game, which for the Sixers, he's he's kind of a non-factor on offense. He he went from being uh, a guy who can finish inside and play make well to literally being a non-factor on offense besides uh, racking up seven to eight assists per game. Yeah, I think, I mean, even last night, he didn't, yeah, he's averaged, it, this says he's averaged 15.7 points per game. Yeah. Um, uh, I think last night against uh, the Raptors, uh, he, I think he got like 15 or something like that. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Trey Young averaging way more than that. Um, so, I mean, watch out, Adam Silver. What's, what's going on here? I know you're not the dude making the decisions, but this is your league, dude. Um, yeah, that's a, that's another one. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to wrap up the NBA snooze part and we're going to be a bit biased. So I remember (laughs) it when, yes. I remember in the beginning of the podcast, our little intro episode that was around five minutes long, we did say that we might be a little bit centric towards New York sports. And I, I'd say we really haven't been. I'd say, 
you know, besides a couple episodes where he focused on, like, the Yankees or the Giants, other than that, I don't think we're that centered towards New York sports. So um, let's mix that up. We're going to talk about the Knicks for about 10 minutes. So or we'll try. Maybe it's five minutes. Either way, whatever is fine. So uh, the Knicks are really good. Well, I can't really, I can't really say that they're really good because they aren't really good. But compared to our they, expectations, um, this is a dream come true for most Knicks fans. So, yes, they have yeah, been. Yeah, go go talk about it, Matt. Yeah, let's like if if there's one team I know what's going on about, it's definitely the Knicks. Um, one word I have to say is surprising, but in a good way. Like usually you think it's surprising. Oh, they're gonna be t- they're gonna be great this year, and then they fall off. Usually we have a bad chip on our shoulder, and now we're riding it. I'm telling you. Tom Thibodeau could be in the running for Coach of the Year. I'd be surprised if he isn't at this point. Yeah, they're, they're really, for real. I mean, maybe Quinn Snyder of the Jazz. I think I think yeah. he might win it, especially because the I Jazz think, are like literally I, almost I, like undefeated at this point. But like, I think I think Tibbs is definitely top ten by far. Top five in the running for Coach of the Year. Yeah, sure, it has to be. Um, but one name. Yeah, if you if you see what's ahead. happening, like the the Timberwolves just fired you know Saunders, and then uh, they literally hired a new guy like an hour later. Like, what if they just kept Thibodeau? I think he would have been better for the team. So. Um, and one name that really comes to mind, Jake, and he's an All Star uh, reserve, but he's an All Star for the first time in his career, is Julius Randle. Yep. Um, I thought he averaged a triple double. He averages a double-double. Um, he's averaging 23 points per game, 10 rebounds. Um, he is 47%. He has a 47% field goal percentage um, and 41% from three. Which, 41% um, so from three, that's more than... I'm pretty sure that's more than Duncan Robinson yeah. this year. Yeah, 41% from, from three. That's what that says. Like that's ridiculous. That that is like top ten type stuff from Julius yeah. Randle. Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Um, you you can tell that he was really working on his game in the very 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 uh, prolonged off season the Knicks had because they weren't in the bubble, and they basically had yeah. from March of last year to like what December now. of this year. Like that that's a really long off season. I think that the Knicks really stayed in shape. And they really followed up when a lot of teams could have been slacking off. So, um, another name I want to bring to everybody's attention um, is Emmanuel Quickly. Yeah. Um, that this kid, his stats are not the best. He's been a lot better than Obi this year, which is yes, but he's been a but he's been a little bit better. I mean, his stats are like eh, like he's only averaging eleven points, but he's not getting that many. He's not playing that many minutes. Um. Well, he's only but averaging 11 points. It, this says he's only averaging 11 points. That's mad. I thought he'd be averaging more. Go on. Yeah, he's only averaging 11, 11 points. He has a 38 field, uh, 38 field, 38% field goal, uh, 36 from three. Um, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's a rookie, so let the kid work. Um, he He's still good. I think there there's some games he's just going off. Um, we we talked, uh, I think a couple podcasts ago, we talked about uh, Austin Rivers and how good he was. He's kind of like Ann now. He's kind of like, he hasn't done much. Considering it's like the fourth yeah. point guard, you can't really get mad at him. He has no opportunity at this point. No, but I think Emmanuel quickly, especially as a rookie, he's going to be there. Um, Obi Toppin's going to show up at some point. 
um, and rise above all. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think this is, yeah, this is a, this is a very nice team. I have to agree. Yeah, also, uh, I think, uh, quickly, if you watch him play, oh my god, he hit, he hits whatever three he takes, like, yeah, some of these threes are like Curry, Lillard range, where it's like only these guys. If quickly gets the keys to the offense, which I doubt he will, uh, anytime soon, I would not be surprised if he's a top ten point guard in the NBA. He is. This is he is yeah. really good, like really good. This is why I'm surprised when like he's only averaging eleven. 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 I also, he had a very slow start to the beginning of the season because he's a late first round pick. And he had guys like uh, Peyton and Rivers in front of him, so he didn't have much of an opportunity early in the season. But I'm pretty sure he's been getting more and more minutes as time's progressed, which is pretty good for him. Um, I'm looking at uh, his stats for this season. Um, it looks like. Oh, where are the? I'm trying to find points so I could find like how many points he's actually scored. Okay, so his highest game. Points wise, was okay. Wait, I'm sorry. Looks like it's twenty five. Looks like it's twenty five, and that's on two occasions. Um, he did it. He did it against uh Cleveland and the um and the Clippers. Two yeah. games in a row, he drops twenty five. So he, I mean, he, hold on. He had, are, a, he had a thirty-one point game against the Blazers. He, yes, he also. Yeah, I'm seeing that now. He also had a thirty-one point game against the Blazers. Yeah. So um, if he gets the keys to the to the offense, which he won't, he won't. Uh, Julius Randle is playing out of his mind. Yeah. Um, the offensive system in place is currently not working. I'd say because we're like bottom five in offense, which we're gonna no. get to why we're still winning later, but. Um, if he, if he does get the keys to the offense, I think we'll do really well. And the reason why the Knicks are basically 500 with a bottom five offense is because they have the number one defense in the NBA, nor is it very close. Look, the, at, look at the, the defensive efficiency numbers. Look at the defensive advanced metrics. The Knicks more are importantly, number one in everything. More importantly, look at how many points we're giving up. They give up less than 100 every game. I think the most we've given up is, like, 120. Yeah. Now, like, that's... I mean, that most people give that up, but, like, we haven't given up past that, I bet. Yeah, 120 is probably, like, a little bit above league average for, like, a game. Just, like, a tiny yeah. bit above league average scoring for, like, like, a game. One game. Like, we like we lost to the Warriors last night. Uh, I don't really want to talk about that. That was a very weird game. Uh, and they put up 114. I think that's the most we've ever given up. Yeah. I'm look. Yeah, I'm still. Lo- I'm still looking. No, yeah, one ten. I'm pretty sure the Clippers put up like 130 on us one time. Yeah, but that's yeah. Yeah, no, 129. That's probably it. Okay, so with all this being said, um, quick little flex. We're we're a half game behind Boston. Quick little flex. Oh, oh yeah, and we're near Toronto too. We're also near Toronto. We were above Toronto for like forever. Toronto's really coming out of nowhere. Yeah, we, that's we we left them off our top ten initially on our lists. Like on our beginning of the season list, and I said shout out to Toronto. They're pretty good. They started out the season awful. I thought they weren't going to like even make the playoffs, but you know, out of the five seeds, this is kind of what we all expected at Toronto. So, yeah, I think very interesting. All right, so 
Uh, we've got 10 minutes left. 10 minutes, you know, we want to do a half hour around, but we don't really care about time. So we're going to do okay. top 10 NBA teams. We did this every week in football pretty much. Um, we haven't done this in a while for basketball, and a lot has changed since we last did one. So we're going to uh, do it again. We're going to do top 10 NBA teams. Uh, we'll probably do one uh, maybe during the All-Star break. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But Matt, who is your number 10? My number 10? Um, it's the Spurs, guys. Watch out. I'm I'm just gonna say it. Watch out right now. Um, I think that this is a team that really um is gonna step it up. I think their record shows it. I think the way that this team is played, especially with DeMar DeRozan, um, definitely improving more. Um, yeah, this is a team coming out of a big of a big show. Yeah, so my number 10 is also the Spurs. I think Greg Popovich, um, he's obviously not an underrated coach, but um, it, it's underrated how good of a job he's done with this team. DeMar DeRozan is doing really well. Uh, guys like uh, DeJounte Murray and other role players are showing up. So this team, man, it's it's pretty it's pretty scary. I wouldn't want a piece of the Spurs right now. They're going to make the playoffs pretty pretty safely, I'd assume, at some point. And I think they have the potential to take someone deep into a playoff series in round one. All right. Uh, my number nine is the Blazers. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Dame's made another all-star game. Um, they're still doing things the way they want to do. Um, obviously, they're not the top seed. Um, so they're not the best team in the league. But I think there's still room for improvement. And I think this team could go very far. I like the way uh, this team I, – I love – I, whenever they play, I like to watch them play. They're very entertaining to watch. Uh, yeah, at number nine, I have the Denver Nuggets. Um, they had a pretty yeah, much, that... they had a pre- pretty shaky start to the season, but uh, considering how well Jokic is doing, Jokic is an MVP candidate, whether you like it or not. Uh, Jamal Murray's taking a step back, but that's really the that's really the only thing holding this team back. If Jamal Murray can get back into the form he was in the bubble, this team will shoot up in record and probably be a top-four seed in the West. But as of right now, I can't put him higher than nine. Um, yeah, that's one team I, I... It was really tough. I had to leave him off. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's okay. really tough. There's a lot... I mean, there's a lot of good teams now. Um, number eight, I got Toronto. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Jake, you said it before. They've really surprised us. Uh, we did leave them off earlier. Um, and they've definitely stepped their game up. I like the way that they have uh, run things. And, yeah, I think Kyle Lowry, he's he's done his thing. I think Siakam, he's he's kind of fell off. But, like, because he, he, he was the former uh, NBA, NBA most improved player. So um, he's obviously got something on his shoulder. But they're still doing their thing, and I like it. Yeah, that, that's a decent pick. But that's the team I left off. I don't think that you can really... Make a solid argument for the rap for the Raptors being over a team like the Spurs or the Nuggets, but uh, I, I do I do like the pick. But my eight is the Blazers, like you said before. I think Damian Lillard yep. is playing at a near MVP level. Um, CJ McCollum's doing his thing. Um, you know their centers are doing well. Carmelo Anthony is being Carmelo Anthony. I feel like oh, yeah. I feel Carmelo. like a big part. Uh, if you remember Carmelo Anthony in OKC in Houston. He was such a cancer to everything that he just was terrible. But since signing with the Blazers, he's really uh, 
embrace the role of a, being a role player, hitting threes when he has to, and he's been doing really well at that. So it's good to see Carmelo Anthony doing uh, that kind of stuff, and it's good to see him succeeding. But as a team overall, the Blazers are doing really well. Uh, again, another team with a kind of rocky start to the season, but they've really showed up lately, so I have them at eight. So, yeah. Uh, number seven, I have uh, Phoenix. Oh, um, okay. Actually, you know what? Can I switch that? No. Nice, yeah, yes. Uh, no, I'm going to switch it. Stop it. Keep going. I'm putting, no, I'm putting Milwaukee instead. Okay. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to put Milwaukee instead. I actually, yeah, I actually messed that up. My bad. Um, yeah, I'm putting Milwaukee at seven. Um, they, this is another team that's had a, a really weird start to the its season. Um, obviously, uh, Giannis. There's a, still there's always a lot of expectations with them. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the Bucks, but uh, they're sixteen and thirteen. So, I I think that's a little surprising to mo- to some people. So. Um, yeah, I think they need to, they, they obviously need to step it up, but I think there's still the Bucks. there's still some momentum somewhere, they just gotta find it, I think. Alright, I, I, I have the Bucks in the exact same place. Um, you can really tell the loss of Drew Holiday is really hurting this team. Yeah. Um, without Drew Holiday, this team really can't function. Uh, Giannis, uh, although he's putting up insane numbers, it, it hasn't been to the caliber of this previous two MVP level seasons, which is really why no one's really considering Giannis for the MVP this year. Um, Chris Middleton's been doing all right. Uh, I feel like the creativity on offense for Mike Budenholzer is really overrated. I think that Mike Budenholzer, as a coach, really needs to step up in order for this Bucks team to retake the number one spot that they've held um, religiously in the Eastern Conference. So... Um, with that, without without a Drew Holiday and without offensive creativity from Mike Budenholzer, I cannot have them higher than seven. Uh, okay, number six, I'm gonna have Monte Williams' this team. This is where I put the Suns. Uh, this is not a hatred at all. No, this is not a hatred at all. These are the obviously this is the top ten best teams that I think are good, and the Suns have definitely showed up to play. Obviously. I think this all turned around in the bubble. People started to notice the Suns when they didn't lose a game um, in the bubble. Um, but I think now that there's actually a season being played, they have a lot to show. And especially with the addition of a veteran like Chris Paul, this team can go somewhere, and I like it. Okay. I have the Suns much higher, but I'll leave them. I'll leave them for you to see. Um, at number six, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Joel Embiid's uh, my vote for MVP right now. Uh, it's not LeBron, it's Embiid. He's been playing really well. Ben Simmons, again, kind of underrated right now. People are saying that he's worthless and he, he he's like a bust. People people are saying that Ben Simmons is a bust. Oi. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Um, okay, I'm not that uneducated. You know, it's like... He he's gonna he might win Depoy this year. He might win Depoy. So defensive player of the year for the you know For those that don't know. For those who don't know. Um uh listen, this the Sixers team, does it does it scare me? Uh yes, I don't want any part of the Sixers, especially as a Knicks fan. If we if we match up with the Sixers in the first round, uh we're done. Call it a day, but 
Um, yeah. Listen, I really like the Sixers team. I think Embiid's really good. I think Simmons is underrated at this moment. And the additions of uh, Seth Curry and, um, God, what's the other guy? Seth Curry. They added, a, they added a few other three-point shooters to really space off the floor. Al Horford was such a terrible fit on this team. I, nothing against Al Horford. I think he's a great player. But there, there's, like, there is he was such a terrible fit. So was Josh Richardson. They got rid of him, too. So by, by doing those things, um, you know, uh, the Sixers have really improved their team. The, the other guy was Danny Green. It just uh, came up to me. Um, with the additions of Seth Curry and Danny Green, this team's a lot better than they were. Uh, just a just a season ago. Oh no, but, not Danny Green. <laughs> yeah, Danny Bricks, but no, Danny Green's uh super inconsistent, which is kind of weird for Danny Green. He's always been consistently good, but I, I do like Danny Green as a player a lot more than most people. With all that being said, Sixers at six. Um, Matt obviously has them higher because there's no way he left them off. So Sixers at five. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean you literally just covered it all. Um, I think uh, Danny Green's the best player ever. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I think Joel Embiid, he's definitely, um, he's definitely done his part. He's definitely putting up an MVP-type season, and he's doing his thing. And I like the uh, I like the way this team is playing. This is another team that if they were on like a national television, I would love to watch them. Obviously, Joel Embiid, he's averaging almost 30 points. So, I mean... That's insane for a center like him. He's just a madman at the at the rim, and I like it. Let me add that a center has not won MVP since Shaq. So that's a good stat. That's a cool stat. Yeah, I didn't know that. No, the, no center has won MVP since Shaq. So if MB does it, it'll really make history. Um, at number five, this might shock people, but I have the Lakers, and I feel like that's generous. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's generous. Um, they're gonna be my next one for those of you. Yeah. So. I don't want to talk too much because I want to give, I want to give Matt a platform to talk about the Lakers, but uh, I will remind people of the 2019 uh, Los Angeles Lakers who did not make the playoffs. Um, LeBron James was prob probably, I I'm, I think he's probably the same in 2019 than he is now. He's still LeBron James, but that that uh, supporting cast LeBron had without Anthony Davis in 2019 was better than what he has right now, and I don't think no one's even debating that. Um, actually, no, I'm going to take that back. I think they're pretty similar. I think Brandon Ingram and prime Kyle Kuzma, let's be real, he was better in 2019. Yes. Um, and Brandon Ingram uh, is probably equal to Dennis Schroeder, who's playing insane right now. Marcus Gasol's doing pretty good. I think they're pretty equal, but even if they're equal still, uh, that Lakers team didn't make the playoffs, so... LeBron's going to have to prove to me that he can carry this team while Anthony Davis is out. Um, and, until, and until he does that, the Lakers are at five. But there's no disrespect to the Lakers. I feel like I'm putting them at five because I respect LeBron James, and I feel like he's going to still make this team pretty good. But my problem is, without Anthony Davis, I think this team was going to look lost, and they're going to drop a few spots in the West. Um. Yeah, they're my four. Um... I think you just covered it. If you lose Anthony Davis, one of your key pieces, that's going to cause you to lose to a team like the Wizards by three points in overtime. I will say that the Wizards are playing pretty well right now. The Wizards, yeah, don't get me wrong. Bradley Beal has been in f on fire lately, but a team like the Lakers, you wouldn't expect to lose to the Wizards like that. 
Um, but yeah, they've lost. Uh, yeah, they've lost four of the last five. Um, their next game is later tonight against the Jazz. That's gonna be a good game. I got the Jazz, and I got the Jazz by double digits. But yeah, that's yeah, that's right. gonna be. It's gonna be a test for LeBron. That's gonna be a test. Um, yeah, I- I'm doing this in respect for this team. This is a good team. They have people expect them to be good. Um, obviously, when you lose a star like Anthony Davis, they didn't even have the, him two seasons ago, uh, which is why they didn't even make the playoffs. A lot of people were like, oh, we have LeBron, we're going to instantly make the playoffs. Obviously, that didn't happen. So I think they needed that key piece, which is why they, pro- probably part of the reason why they won the championship last season. But yeah, they need to prove to us they can come back, and LeBron needs to lead this team like he tried to do two seasons ago. Yeah, pretty much. So... At number four, uh, I have Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Nets yep. at number four. I got the Brooklyn Nets at three. Yeah. So, um, for Brooklyn, um, they're, they're very good. Uh, uh, I'm surprised that James Harden was the one who actually took the step Did back. the reserves. Yeah, I remember that uh, when the Harden trade happened, we all said, oh, it's not going to work out because I'm not sure how these guys can fit. And I said, one of them's going to have to step up, and it shouldn't be KD, because KD's the best out of the three. It's definitely not going to be Kyrie Irving and um, James Harden. I, di- I didn't expect James Harden to do anything either, but it has been James Harden. James Harden's been averaging a triple-double since he's uh, arrived in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, obviously less points, but a lot more assists, a lot more rebounds. Um, he's also shooting the highest from three he's ever shot in his career, which is kind of interesting. But I think it's because of easier looks that are being created from his co-stars. Um, but this team's really meshing a lot better, and they've won their last seven or eight games, I'm pretty sure. So they're playing really well. And they won those seven and eight games without K- KD. Yeah. Um, I think this is also from... I'm, I'm going to move on because they're my number three. Um, this is also from an outpour of scoring. Like, this team does not stop scoring. I think their lowest points were like 10-something. They do not stop. They beat um what's it called? They beat they beat uh why can't I read it? They beat the oh no wait, that's the Wizards. They lost to the Wizards um a couple weeks ago um by three points, but the final score was one forty nine to one forty six. That this team is insane. And especially when you have the three, the big three, obviously, I put them lower on my list beforehand when we did this last time, saying, I don't know how this is going to work. We don't know how this is going to work. Who's going to step up? Who's going who's gonna to let things happen? And I think it's worked very, it's worked out very well for uh, Steve Nash. Um, so I like it. I, I love this. This is a good team. Yeah, so at number three, I'm assuming you have them at number two, but I don't want to make assumptions. Um. Clippers, you have a two? Yes, I got the Clippers at two. Okay, so I have the Clippers at three. Um, what? I, I think you might I you might be able to put the pieces together in who I have at two. I think I know you have two, and I'm really surprised. Yeah, so I think the Clippers are super good. I think Kawhi Leonard, yep. super good. Paul George is playing like he did back in 2019, I'm pretty sure. His, yep. his last season in OKC... Um, he was he was third in MVP voting that year. He's playing at a similar level right now, which goes to show how good he's playing. So, um, 
Paul George is playing really well. Kawhi Leonard is playing really well. Uh, Serge Ibaka has turned out to be a really good fit. And I think with all this being said, in the Lakers, um, I, I'm assuming are going to fall off a clip. I think the Clippers, um, they have a really prime chance to at least get the two seed. So. Yep. Um, yeah, there was a lot. Now that they're, they're at my two, we're moving on here. Um, yeah, there was a lot of expectation when, the, when this team came to form last season. And that they lost to Denver in the playoffs, um, a lot of people were shocked. You know, this was a team that people thought, "Oh, they're going to make the championship." We have Kawhi and Paul George, um, which is obviously probably one of the best duos in the league. One of them. Um, but I think now that I'm not saying this is because of the Lakers' losses, but I think now that they have a chance to um, put some games between. Uh, them and the Lakers. That's going to be interesting to see how uh, the Lakers can come back from that, but I think the, the Clippers are a good enough team that they can build some space between them. Um, this is a very uh, good team. A lot of firepower. Um, and I think um, when you put up at least... Pro- you, you, they put up a lot of points, so that's that's good too. I think a lot of points needs to be scored. They have a lot of people to do it too. So there you go. It's beautiful. Yes, I know. Uh, A a lot of points need to be scored in the hands of people to do it. Yes. Well, obviously. Great analogy there. No, well, they have Ah, defensive. Yeah, I know, I know. uh, I'm going to say, they have have one of the best defenders, Kawhi. And Paul George, he isn't bubble Paul George anymore. Um, He's a different Paul George. Paul George. um, Yeah, bubble Paul George was just just a different animal. Um, Yeah. Uh, number two, I have the Phoenix Suns. I don't want to hear it. Whoa! At number two, I have the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker, Chris Paul is a match made in heaven. Um, I'm pretty sure they have 20 wins. I think they're 20, 20, and I'm I, I, hold on. Let me, I'm looking. Know, at I'm doing it. Too. I got you. I forgot their record. They are yes, they are 20 and 10. 20 and 10, and you're telling you have them at what six? Like. Dog, 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 like this team. This team is better. This team's better than LA right now without Anthony Davis. This team's better than the Clippers right now. I do not care. Um, Kelly, no, why did I say Kelly Branson? Well, Mikael Bridges. <laughs> He's kind of been Kelly Ray's replacement as um, as uh, you know, being kind of a. Uh, Jack of all trades, master of none type player, where he can pretty much do everything. Um, DeAndre Ayton's been playing decently. Uh, and overall, uh, Chris Paul's experience, they're going to win a playoff series. They might win two playoff series. I think that's their limit, is winning two playoff series. But even then, that's, you know, no one expected that from the Phoenix Suns, didn't they? So I think the Phoenix Suns are the second best team in the NBA. Give it a week or two, and they'll be the two seed. Um, they are very good, and they've been playing well. I mean, don't get they were the eight seed yeah, a couple weeks me, ago. They're playing really well right now. Don't get me wrong, James Jones. The moves he made over that off season, obviously, I can see your point. I I could agree. I couldn't agree more. Even if I put them at six, that that's that that, that I can see those reasons why. I mean, he's made, they've made a lot of moves. Um, and I like, I, I like that pick, honestly. Uh, and number one, 
Um, I'm assuming we have the same. It's the uh, Detroit Pistons. No, mine's actually the Timberwolves. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Timberwolves. By the way, speaking of the Dang Timberwolves, um, they are 18 and a half games back of the actual best team in the NBA, which is the Utah Jazz. Um, that's insane. 18 and a half games back. What are we, not even at the All-Star break? Um, so poor Minnesota. Not yet, nope. But the Utah Jazz poor. is obviously the best team in the NBA. They're... They're twenty five yeah. and six. That's like that is. I th- I'm pretty sure that's the best start we've seen since the seventy three and nine Warriors. Yeah. This is the people are comparing this team to the uh, God. I think it was twenty fifteen, the twenty fifteen Atlanta Hawks where they won sixty games and had four All Stars and lost in like the second round. Yeah. Um. I don't. Th- I, no. I. I don't think. This is a clone of that team. Um, the Utah Jazz are not frauds. They're going to beat the Lakers tonight by double figures. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is at least, at this moment, he's at least a top five shooting guard in the NBA. Um, probably top three. Uh, it's probably Harden, Beal, and then Mitchell at this point. Um, Rudy Gobert is probably the most unappreciated superstar in the NBA. I do not care. He, I listen. He's he's like Ben Simmons, but better on defense. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's also no he's also no uh, no use. He's I don't, he's good on offense. He's passable on offense. He's more than passable on offense. So, um, Joe Ingles is the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> uh, uh, what, Jordan, what about Jordan, Jordan Clarkson? Clarkson? Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, sixth man of the year, and that's not even a question. Uh, averaging 20 points per game off the bench, I'm pretty sure. Something like that. Um, absolute demon. Uh, he's super good. Everything's clicking for this team. Uh, Quinn Snyder's probably coach of the year right now. But Yeah, Quinn Snyder's doing an amazing job, I have so, to say. With all that being said, guys, you know what time it is. It's time to unfortunately end the podcast. Uh, we made it well, well, We made it well, a lot farther than we... Than we Anticipated, Matt. We made it two minutes. Jake, we're forgetting one thing. Oh yes, we are. Fernando. So Tatis. last, yes, last week we left you all on a uh, cliffhanger, um, but by now you probably know what's going on. Um, I I don't care that we're over time at this point. It doesn't matter to me. Um, we'll talk briefly, not long. We don't need to waste that too much time. But um, at the end of last week's podcast uh we we both got notifications on our phone that tati fernando tatis jr uh the up-and-coming stud for the padres signed a 14-year 340 million dollar contract that's a lot of money that's like 24 million dollars a year for 14 years i don't know how i did that math do not ask me Matt, um, a genius yeah, I'm not. I, I guess I'm just a genius, but I don't know how I did that. But yeah, so to think that they wouldn't do this, um, I'm honestly not surprised. He's gonna be amazing. I mean, he was a top. I mean, MLB came out with their top 100 players this year, which by by the way, totally inaccurate. Don't even no no totally don't inaccurate. Don't even mention it. Just say he's a good player. Um. Yeah, no, but he was he was top. Uh, I believe he was top ten. He was, I think, it was like six. 
Uh, he's super good. But he that he's super good. He's gonna be one at some point when Mike Trout retires. Um, which really shouldn't happen. But when he does, I'm pretty sure Tatis is gonna take his spot. He's that good. Um, and I mean that's really all. I, I will say yeah. this: a lot of a lot of uh, players get paid way after their prime. For example, Albert Pujols. Like he's still. I'm pretty sure Albert Pujols is still one of like the highest played baseball players. And if he isn't, if his contract ran out, uh, I'm not really too sure. He was at some point. He was nowhere near, uh, you know, that caliber of a player. But he he did go the entirety of his prime, not making too much money. And then then you know he got paid during his um, twilight years. But this is different. He's getting paid when he's 22. He's only 22 years old, getting this kind of contract for 14 years. He's locked up in San Diego until he's 36. This contract will literally go through his entire career. He's he's, n- he's not even close to his prime, um, which is scary to think of, first of all. He's kind of like, if you don't watch baseball, he's kind of like the Luka Doncic of, of baseball. Yeah, I think that's a basically. decent comparison. Um, so, like, he's that good. Uh, he's like up-and-coming star, top 10, easy, uh, nowhere near his prime, but still insane, so... Uh, yeah, that, that's all we that's, got. That's all we got. I mean, we're just explaining to you how uh, lucrative of a contract this is. 14 years, what, 375 million? Or 340? Like yeah, I don't know, but Something like it's that. still oh a lot. God. Yes. Like, yeah. Do you know how much money that is? Like, Yeah, that's like, that's not even, I mean, that's not even close to Mahomes' contract, but like, well, yeah, in baseball, it's not normal to give out $500 million. I don't think that's ha- ever happened. No, that's know, never happened. Baseball. I think I think the I think the largest contract I don't think that that's I think the largest con- contract isn't even close to that. I'm gonna find out real really quick. Yeah, I can hear Matt's um, uh, mouse. Yeah, you can hear me typing. Um, yeah, I think that's the largest contract. Yeah. I think I think that's the largest one. Because the, the people that are listed here... I think Trout makes more um, annually. Yeah, Trout's going to make more annually, I don't but... Think as, uh, I don't think it's as much money. The top one besides that is uh, the Bryce Harper deal. Yeah. Trout's going to get another contract um, once it ends, for sure. Yeah, he's gonna Trout's going to get another he's contract, He's getting another big contract. It's crazy how yeah, for sure. free Mike Trout, that's all i got to say. Free Mike Trout. <laughs> free Mike Free Mike Trout. He had like two good years when they were making the playoffs, and the Angels organization has just been the worst run in baseball. So, poor Mike Trout. Yeah. All right, guys. We're poor gonna, Mike Trout. We are going to leave you That's with that. A free Mike Trout. Follow our socials. Yes. Uh, follow our TikTok if you're watching. Yeah. I mean, listening. I don't know. Watching slash listening to this podcast. Um, you're probably following the Spotify or Apple Music, but if you aren't, do it. Uh, there's no. There's no reason not to. It's pretty, it's Hashtag pretty free my trout. Hashtag free my trout, and we're going to leave you with that. Bye, guys. All right, bye, guys.